Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. The 0-2. Spresser out of the right center field. It's down and they win it. Manny Gonzalez scores and the Cowboys are going back to state. To the pros. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Pressure coming on second and five. Bogmeyer takes a sack. The football is out. New Mexico State thinks they have it. Aggie football. It's Bogmeyer coughs it up again. The second takeaway by New Mexico State. And the Aggies have the football and the lead with 229. Brandon Fott. And the first ball is deep in the left. See you later. Alec Bohm. A solo shot to tie it. And he sends Allen into left center field. That is going to get down, and to the wall it goes. Boehm racing around the bags. He'll be sent home. Throw to the plate, not in time. Phillies lead 2-1. to one. Carroll up the middle and a base hit. Rivera round third. He will score the tying run. And Moreno into right field, a base hit. Here comes Carroll. Castellanos has a cannon. The throw is cut off. Carroll scores. Seawall to strike away. Here he comes. Cave, a fly ball to right field. Over is Carroll. He's got it. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series. The Diamondbacks have won the National League pennant. And the Fall Classic will return to the desert for the first time in 22 years. Ah, what a memorable, fun night for yours truly. As the Arizona Diamondbacks punch their ticket to the World Series, Rangers, D-backs, just like everybody had it drawn up right in their mind. That's what everybody thought when the season began. But no, that's why they play the game. Good Wednesday morning. Good foggy Wednesday morning to you all out there listening on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State 102.5 U-Rock or also online nwksradio.net, the Rocking M app. Glad you're with us no matter which way you're tuning in here on this very, like I mentioned, foggy Wednesday, 48 degrees and visibility pretty low out there, especially if you're in extreme northwest Kansas. Uh Northeast Colorado, southwest Nebraska. If you're in those spots, some pretty heavy fog right now. So be aware of that uh, as you're out there getting around here on this Wednesday morning. But uh, 48 degrees on our way to a high of 66. Enjoy today. Enjoy tomorrow. Temperatures 60s and 70s today and tomorrow. Friday, a big crash down into the upper 40s. And that way through the weekend, even some snow possible on Sunday. So Keep that in mind as you're working ahead and looking ahead uh, to this upcoming weekend. But happy Wednesday morning. Uh, full show ahead today, as we usually do. We'll be welcoming in our good friend Dan Lucero to talk about Major League Baseball's Fall Classic. We'll dive into that with Dan. I have, a, I have no doubt he's got plenty to say on this. Uh, but we'll get to Dan Lucero coming up in today's program. It is a Wednesday. That means we have the College Football Power Five. Decent slate, couple of good games, kind of top-heavy. 
Uh, not a great Power Five today in the College World Power Five, but we'll get to that coming up uh, later on in the program as well. But uh, man, what a! And of course, as always, you're welcome to chime in on our text line, the number seven eight five eight nine nine twenty two twenty two. The number part of the uh, morning blitz. You can hit us up on once again our text line. Love to hear from you throughout the show. But oh man, what a night last night! What a the Arizona Diamondbacks winning 4-2 over the Philadelphia Phillies, taking that final spot available in the world in the uh, in the World Series, winning the NLCS in seven games, down two nothing to begin this series, and came storming all the way back. Took an early 1-0 lead. Philadelphia comes charging back to take a two to one lead, and then Arizona finds a way to manufacture runs. That is what is so cool about this Arizona team to an extent, is that it doesn't all rely on the long ball. That's the thing that's beautiful about it. Baseball has gotten so analytical, and look, I get it. Numbers help a lot. I get that. But sometimes you just you cannot live and survive on just saying, well, we got to go up there, we got to hit home runs. we got to hit the ball out of the park. We have to do it. That's a lot of pressure against some very good pitching. And I'm just talking across all of Major League Baseball. It's hard to do that. And that's what baseball has become. It's become nothing but power arms and power bats. And guess what? The Arizona Diamondbacks didn't have a home run last night. And that's okay. They found a way to manufacture runs. They got singles. They stole second base to get into scoring position, and then they were able to get another hit to drive in the runs or get a guy to third and sacrifice, fly him in. That is baseball at its purest. Look, home runs are great. I love them. Everybody loves them. They're awesome. But guess what? When you can't hit it out because it's difficult to do, this is what happened. Think about the Atlanta Braves who got beat by the Phillies in the ALDS. They relied too much on the long ball. Swinging for the fences. Guess what? The Phillies ran into the same exact problem again last night. Same exact problem. Trying to hit the home run too much. And because of it, they're going home right now. And a team that hits the home run okay and did early on in the postseason, but because they're able to manufacture runs when it matters, that means once again getting on base, bunting, stealing, sacrificing, whatever it takes to etch across the run in these type of games, that's what wins. you got to be able to do the little things in order to accomplish big things. And that applies to every single sport. You have to be able to block and tackle if you're going to win football games. It's not it, Blocking leads to touchdowns. Tackling limits touchdowns. It's the little things. Basketball, you got to make your free throws. Because games are going to be close. Can you make your free throws down the stretch? Can you rebound the basketball and limit second chance points? It's little things. It's the ugly things that help put you on top. And the Arizona Diamondbacks did that last night. I mean, just a, a, a just I, I'm still just trying to soak this all in because I admit when this postseason began, I sat there and thought as a Diamondback fan, I thought, well. You know what? If they can find a way to win a game or two, like if they take a game from Milwaukee from this young for this very young Diamondback team, yes, I'd be happy with that. If they can win the first series versus Milwaukee, I'll be ecstatic. That'll be great. And guess what? They won that series versus Milwaukee. 
Then they go to take on the Dodgers. Like, well, no matter what they do here, it's already more than I thought. And they win that series. So then I'm like, well, geez, this is really impressive. But I had the same think, thinking going into this Philadelphia series. It's been a great run. Probably going to end here in this series. But, you know, let's just see what we can do. But I'm not going to be mad if they get swept. I'm not going to be mad because guess what? They're, they have... They have gone past what they should have done this year. They have exceeded my expectations and probably everybody else in that organization to an extent, maybe besides the players and the managers. And then they go on and they take care of Philadelphia in seven. Think about it. They got down 2-0 in that series. Came charging back to win two in Arizona and and come from behind fashion too. I mean, some late game heroics from guys like Alec Thomas and other players. To help get them back to even that series. Philadelphia takes the other one. And then they then then you're thinking, well, geez, they're down three to two. Philadelphia has two games to win one. In that, in what I've dubbed once again the nut house, the insane asylum, because I mean, and I and I say that in a loving way. I'm not trying to be negative about that. Those fans in Philadelphia are amazing, and I think it's great. But you're just not used to that in baseball. You're not used to being standing on the mound pitching or at the plate hitting. As the, op- as the opposing visiting team and having a crowd like here, it's a defensive third down in the SEC. You're not used to that. But to go, but I mean, to go up there and to take two games in Philadelphia in front of that, that insane asylum was impressive. Game six, you did what you had to. You got out in front big early and you took the crowd out of it. Game seven was more of a challenge because you got ahead a little bit. But still, Philadelphia knew that they could tie it up with a shot. And they did that with Alec Bohm. I think it was in the fourth inning. And then they get another run an inning later to take the 2-1 lead. And Philadelphia's feeling good. And then guess what? The Diamondbacks found a way to manufacture runs. All while that bullpen continued to just keep the Phillies at bay. There was a time when they were loaded up, got out of that pickle. They were they just they found ways to get out of those situations. It was highly impressive last night. And this this whole series, this whole run for Arizona has been amazing. Like I said last night on Twitter or X as it now is called, which is stupid, but you know, if you look at what this you look at this, it's an unbelievable run for Arizona. You did this pretty much with two and a half pitchers. Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly. And Zach Gallon didn't really pitch that great against Philadelphia. Merrill Kelly had one good game. Brandon fought. You know, I consider him a half a pitcher, and that's not because I think he's—I think he's a great pitcher, but he's still young. You know, he's still a young guy, but he had the best performances, probably most consistent performance out of all of the pitchers. He was really good, even though he didn't get the win last night. Still very impressive. So you did it with two and a half pitchers. You did it with a bullpen that was absolute hot garbage all season long. I mean, anytime the Diamondbacks had a one or two run lead. Late in the game, through a majority of the season this year, it was blown. It seemed like most of the time, more more times than not, it was blown. If it was a one or two run game, uh, it was over. But they're able to go somehow, some way, rework the bullpen through picking up some guys off of you know free agency or off you know uh, off waivers, picking some guys up, trading for Paul Seawald, and then all of a sudden you have yourself. A bullpen that seems to gel together and work really well together. So you did that once again with two and a half pitchers, a completely remade bullpen because the one was absolutely terrible, and with a bunch of guys in the field that are just youngsters. Youngsters, young guys, you know, playing in 
Maybe they're anywhere from their first to their third postseason. I mean, or sorry, it's not postseason season as a whole. Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, Lourdes Gurriel, the outfielders are all within their first three years of being in the major leagues, I believe. Christian Walker's been in the bigs for a while. Cattell Marte's been in the bigs for a while. Her doll, her... Geraldo Perdomo, the shortstop, I think he's been, this is probably less than five years, I'd say he's been in, the, I think it's three or less for him. Third base, you know, that's the that's the season spot with either, uh, I guess Emmanuel Rivera is pretty young, started last night, but Evan Longoria's been around for 10 plus years. And the catcher, of course, Gabby Moreno in his first season. It's a bunch of kids out there in the field position spots. Kids in their 20s that are getting it done. And I think that's what, that's what makes this most exciting for me because now you're peaking way above when you should. This should not have happened for another couple of years. But now you're setting this up to where if you have success, you know, if even if you lose in the World Series, you're like, guys, we have all the pieces we need to be back here for the next handful of years. Now, will we get there? I, you know, who knows? But you have the pieces to do it. You have the pieces to do it. And... Here's the thing. Dan Lucero is going to come on here in about five to ten minutes, and he's going to talk about how it's all bad for baseball, you know, how a small market that doesn't spend big money and these bunch of players, how it's bad for baseball, you know, because, you know, you you want the owners to spend money and bring in top-end talent, and, 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 and but then the teams that do, they don't make it to the World Series, so why does that influence them to spend money? He's going to talk about that, and that's fine. He can talk about that. You know what makes – what I think makes teams like the Diamondbacks, and to an extent, I mean, the Rangers are a little bit different. The Rangers went out and spent some big money. I mean, they have $500 million on their middle infield uh, with Corey Seager mixed in there, and I think Marcus Simeon's in that part spot too. So they've got a lot of money wrapped up in a couple of players. But here's the thing that I like about, I guess, the Diamondbacks doing this, and I'll tie this in kind of regionally here as well. I like the fact that the and, and this is just me, and maybe it's because I'm a big college sports fan, and I still believe in the old-fashioned way of winning, and 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 I love you know I love it when you take a you go out and you find players, whether that is through trading, and I'm not talking, and I'm actually not talking about going and trading and spending big money in free. I'm talking about going and trading away pieces to bring in young pieces, dra- drafting young pieces, and developing them all to be a team. Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas. Uh, you know, Lourdes Gurriel, Gabby Moreno, all you know, Geraldo Perdomo. They might not all start in the Arizona Diamondback uh, organization. Some of them did. Christian Walker's another one. He bounced around multiple franchises, but they brought him in and they stuck with them. They developed them. They gave them time to find their stride. And guess what? It's all coming together now. That's what I think makes us super cool. This team was not out there and bought like the Yankees have done in the past and whatever else, whatever else the franchise you want to throw out there, this team was made. It was drafted and or draft or, or brought in when they were young prospects and developed, brought in guys off the waiver wire that no other team wanted and won. That's what makes it really cool. And that's why, as I get into the regional part of this, that's why if you're a Rockies and the Royals fan, this is great. The Rangers and the Diamondbacks both lost over 100 games Two years ago, the Rangers lost 102. The Diamond Locks, Diamondbacks lost 110 back in 2021. Guess what? They're both playing for a World Series two years later. You can do it if you're the Rockies, if you are the Royals. You can do this. It is absolutely attainable for you to make it to the World Series sooner than not. 
You just have, once again, it's about developing players, developing them, adding in the correct pieces to help that team be successful. It doesn't, if you want to spend a whole bunch of money, that's fine. You can do that too. That's not going to guarantee success. But I'm telling you, it's a lot sweeter when you look at it and you're like, boy, I, I just can't imagine like general manager Mike Hazen. Uh, if you don't know the story, his wife had terminal brain cancer. Uh, the, uh, Mike Hazen's the GM for the Diamondbacks. His wife had terminal brain cancer and she died, unfortunately, um, kind of towards the end of last season. And I just keep thinking every time I see him on the television, like his wife must be looking down and smiling on this team or something like that. I just I get that thought. Um, and I'm sure he probably thinks it too. You know, but I think about Mike Hazen and what he did in, deve- in making this team and other general managers can do this too. You can go out and you can draft players. You can develop them. It comes down to coaching. Can you develop them? Can you make them better? Can you add in the pieces that you can't? I mean, that's that's the key to winning now in any single sport. If it's high school, you know, you don't get to pick your players. You got to develop the players you have. In college, you get to pick your players. You have to recruit them, but then you have to develop them after you recruit them. You can't just say, well, come on in. We're going to take you. That's great. So, like I said, I, I, I'm just uh, very, very pleased this morning, obviously. So, um, and really, really cool to see. Um, even though I know people are going to, the, the ratings for this World Series are going to be in the tank. Nobody's going to watch. So be it. I get it. But, you know, for a, for a fan of a team that's in there, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I remember the time they won it back in 2001. I remember riding on the school bus with my Diamondback shirt on. This is back when they were purple and teal. <laughs> so I had a white shirt with purple and teal on it. And I had friends that were Yankees fans uh, in the school bus, you know, talking about the series. And when they won, I just remember that was just super cool for me. And so I'm pretty, I, I'm as you can understand, pretty jacked up this morning. It's just a cool story and all the different storylines and stuff. When you look at it and how it was done for Arizona to get to this point. Um, it's not as much a surprise for the Rangers to say that they're that they're here because, th- you know what, they 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 did a good job bringing in some young players like El Bombi, Adolis Garcia. He is a guy that they traded for out of the Cardinals organization, developed and brought him up. He's a stud, absolutely hammering the ball right now. But guys like Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, those guys, they 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 spent big bucks on to bring him in, and you can do it that way too. There's no wrong way of doing it, but for small markets. It's pretty cool to see it when you actually go out and you develop, you bring your players along, you bring it all, and it comes together and you have success, and that's pretty cool to see. Pretty darn cool. World Series begins on Friday in Texas. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Once again, if the Diamondbacks don't win a game the rest of this way, so be it. It's all gravy from here, and it has been that way for a long time. All right, uh, real quick before we get to break, on the text line, Michael texts in. Um, actually, a couple of text messages coming in. Brandon texting in. Asking about uh, how pumped I am, as you can tell. Pretty pumped. I did not party all night. No. Uh, Brandon, you got to realize that uh, I may be 34, but I probably act like a 54-year-old. Um, that game was getting over, and as soon as it was done, I was pretty much headed to bed. <laughs> it's t- you got to get up in the morning, help get the kids ready. So trust me, I am not staying up late to party all night, but I am excited this morning. Uh, and pretty darn cool to see. And then Michael, yes, thank you for bringing this up. I, I read this all through Twitter. But Mad Dog Ru- Chris Mad Dog Russo... Very, very prominent sports talk radio guy out of New York said on High Heat that uh, he would retire 
if the Diamondbacks won two games up in Philadelphia to head to the World Series. And, uh, well, he's going to have to retire. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he will or not. I'll be, I'll be fascinated to see if he actually does live up to that. But, yeah, Mad Dog Russo said he would retire if the Diamondbacks won two in Philadelphia, which, honestly, that would have been a bet I would have made, too. I wouldn't expect him to win two of those games. That's what makes it pretty. That makes it all the sweeter. All the sweeter. All right. Uh, once again, hit us up on our text line, 785-899-2222. Dan Lucero is going to join the show next. And, of course, the Cultural Power 5 coming up a little bit later on. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.